During her seven-year professional career, Ashley Hatch has been bringing home the hardware. She's been the NWSL's Rookie of the Year, the league's top scorer, and an NWSL champion. And in 2023, Hatch has added to that trophy case. This season was one of her best, scoring nine goals and assisting on two others while being named to the NWSL's Best 11 for the month of July. I sat down with the 2023 NWSL Best 11 presented by MasterCard on a rate to discuss the league's style of play and her insatiable hunger to be a ruthless finisher. First, Ash, I got to say congratulations on being named to the NWSL's Best 11 presented by MasterCard. What were you thinking when you got that call? Well, first off, thanks. Um, I don't know. I was just super excited. It's a huge honor. This league has so many amazing players. So to be named among some of the best is pretty cool. So I was, I was really excited. Well, let's talk about that a little bit, right? Because the NWSL has gone through, I would say, massive iterations and changes over the course of when you first came in the league and where we are now. What are you seeing are the biggest stepping stones that the league has been able to climb? I mean, so much has changed from my first year till now and this year. I mean, first of all, like the amount of teams that we have in the league, but also the disparity between the teams. My first year when I was playing for North Carolina, there was like a top two or three teams and everyone else was kind of, you know, at the bottom. And you could have some games where you knew you were going to win. And some games are like, okay, this game's probably going to be a little bit tougher. But this year, every single game was tough, um, no matter what team you're playing. And I think it's just the quality of players that we have. And on every single team, you see a lot more players coming out of college or coming into the league and making impacts their first and second year. And I think that's huge and just a testament to the direction that this league is going. Yeah, I mean, watching you guys at the Spirit, you guys won in 2021, right? And then this yeah. year, two years later, you guys don't even make playoffs. That, that to me seems almost yeah. unfathomable given the talent that you guys have. When you reflect upon the season, you know, where do you think it went wrong? That's a really good question. I've done a lot of reflecting. Um, I think we had a pretty strong start and we had more of an identity at the beginning of the year and then I think as the year went on and we you know had to battle you know people getting injured people leaving for the world cup and then everyone coming back I feel like we didn't handle those two changes and adjustments very well we lost a little bit of our identity as a team um, and then obviously on the field we weren't able to execute in games that we needed to execute and so I feel like kind of that World Cup lull of like changes and stuff. I don't think we handled that the best and it kind of hurt us in the end. Well, how would you describe the identity of the spirit in the beginning of the season and then <laughs> and then just where it kind of fell short in the mid and, and post? Yeah, I would say at the beginning of the season, it was pretty clear that we wanted to be a, an attacking-minded team, very direct, high-press team. Um, and then as the season went on and our personnel kind of changed a little bit. We changed that a little bit. We still wanted to be a high press team, win the ball high up the field. Um, we tried to be a little bit more possession based and keep the ball, but then I feel like we weren't able to create as many opportunities in the attacking third as we would have liked. Or if we did, we just weren't able to execute as much as we should have. Um, so yeah, I feel like we lost a little bit of that attacking mindset from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. Super curious on that point, because NWSL is known as a transition league, right? And you're talking about high pressing, being more direct. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's space in this league for being a possession-oriented team that is actually more patient and that tries to control their opponent in possession as opposed to out of possession? I think so. 
I think it'd be really difficult just because of the high intensity of each team and the way that everyone does like to play. And if you come into this league and that's your mindset and you want to play that way and it doesn't work, I feel like people just resort to being high press, high intensity, like switch. I feel like it's going to take a lot of patience for a team to come and do that. I think North Carolina did a really good job of doing that this year. Um, compared to most of the other teams, they kept the ball really, really well. Um, but can a team come in, keep the ball, but also continue to score and, you know, dominate? I, I think it's possible, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> I see the skepticism. <laughs> it runs yeah. deep. Yeah. I, I, I think there has to be an evolution at some point, I think, in the yeah. league, no doubt. Uh, you know, just on the global level, I think that will occur naturally, but time yeah. will tell. Um, you know, I'd love to see that happen. Now, as I think about just your season in particular, Ashley, obviously you were super close to making that World Cup team. I've been there. I was cut from the 99 World Cup team. I was the last person cut. I was an alternate for the 2000 Olympic team when I had vowed that I would never be cut again. And I came up short. What I can tell you is that I learned a lot through both of those processes. You know, when you look back on, on, you know, that disappointment, but then having a landing place in the NWSL to come and, and focus that energy in a different way. How important was that? What were your lessons? Yeah, it was super important. I don't, it was such a hard time and such a hard reality to face. Um, but being able to shift my focus into the NWSL and my spirit and just like put all my energy into the spirit was huge for me. It was like I said, super disappointing, but I had so much support around me with my teammates and coaching staff and soccer is how I escape. <laughs> so to be able to come and just keep playing soccer and keep grinding and having fun with my teammates um, really helped me. And I just, I already had a lot of gratitude for the game, but I feel like it's grown so much more um, throughout this year. And obviously it was a great landing spot for you because you came back, you were named captain of the spirit for the first time. And you were named part of that player of the month for the NWSL in July. What shifted for you and being named captain? I think just being able to have that armband on gave me just a little bit more confidence to be a little bit more demanding on the field. I think that's an area of my game that I continually like want to and need to improve. Um, but to be able to be named captain, um, it just kind of gave me a little bit of extra confidence to step up a little bit more. Um, and with all of our captains gone, I felt like a, a bigger responsibility to help the team while everyone was gone. And so I just wanted to make sure I fulfilled that role to the best of my ability. Yeah, I mean, it certainly seems like that is a, a great spot for you moving forward. When I watch you, I think, wow, this is a goal scorer with goal scoring instincts. And that to me is something that I don't comprehend. I don't know what that feels like. I was a playmaker. What is it in your mentality? You scored nine goals, two assists this season. What is it in your mentality, in your mental makeup? I know you spend a lot of time focusing on the mental side of the game that allows you to maximize the opportunities that are put in front of you. It's just something that I love doing and I'm just always hungry for more and I feel like I'm never satisfied and I've been that way ever since I was younger um so I just feel like it's a habit that I've created of just you know trying to be in the right places at the right time always looking for opportunities to score goals or help other people score goals 
Um, it's just something that I'm continually thinking about and something that I also see as like a huge responsibility, especially playing in the nine or anywhere up top. Like that's my job and I take it very seriously. And so, um, and I just love doing it. Like there's nothing better than scoring a goal. And every time I score, I'm just like, that was so fun. I want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I would argue assisting is way better, but hey, I'm not going to derail your dreams. What is it though in your training regimen? that you focus on right now is there a certain finish that you are trying to hone in on is it the volley is it is it actually the timing to dart in front of a defender you know give us in the layman's terms you know for people who aren't a goal scoring nine the areas of focus that that you pay attention to in training yeah right now especially in the off season i feel like my focus is on a couple of things but first and foremost like quality first touch, whether it's into space or if you're in tight spaces, how can you set your first touch up so you can get a shot off? So that quick trigger is something that I've always worked on when I was younger. And as you know, you play higher and higher levels, the defenders are better and better. So your first touch needs to be perfect in order to get a shot off or your shot needs to be the first touch. Um, Also manipulating the defense, trying to, you know, be in the defenders blind spots, giving yourself the advantage of Um, popping off the shoulder or, you know, darting in behind them, making sure that they think they have you, but you know, they don't. (laughs) Yep. So uh, those are a couple of things that I'm trying to get better at this off season. Um, And I feel like those are things that also help me to, you know, get the advantage on my opponents and score goals. Do you mess with defenders the whole game? (laughs) Yes. In subtle ways, like, Mostly just like being just being in their blind spot as much as possible. Um, I feel like as a defender, like defenders I've talked to at least, it's just really, really annoying when they can't see where their attackers are. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of how I mess with them. I'm, I'm not much of a talker or anything, so that's about it. <laughs> just spatially you're messing with them. Yeah. Is exactly. there a defender that you lean on to, to get that insight, to understand the art of a defender? Um, I mean, honestly, anytime I'm going up against any of our defenders in, in training, so whether it's like Sam or Tara or Amber Brooks is someone that I talk to a lot because she's usually on the second team when we play 11 v 11 and uh, we'll talk a little bit and I'll do something and she'll be like, oh, that was really difficult. Or when you do this or that, it's easier for me to see you. Or even with the keepers sometimes when I'm shooting, if I if I do something good, sometimes they're like, oh, like, I went this way because I saw your eyes go that way, but then you shot it the other way. Or um, So yeah, I usually lean on my teammates and like talk to them when something works or when something doesn't. Uh, and that's usually pretty helpful. Yeah, it's super smart. And, and there's so much detail into it. It sounds like the way that you think about being a striker. That's incredible. Tell me a little bit about Sam Stop. What makes her special as the leader in your back line? Sam is just so consistent. Um, she shows up to training every day. She gives it her all. Also, her left foot is phenomenal. I think this year it was really fun to see her, I feel like, step more into that set piece role. Um, She did such a great job of, like, whipping corners in and whipping, you know, set piece crosses in. I wish that we um, capitalized on them a little bit more. Um, Also, her just, like, her calmness and composure in the back line when she's under pressure, I think, is great. And it's something that also calms the rest of the team down. Um, And I think... Sam and Tara both did a really good job this year of helping start our attack higher up the field, um, which is something that I feel like we haven't done in the past. And I feel like that really helped us this year. So she does a lot for us and she's a really great player. Yeah. You mentioned service. I mean, every great nine needs a provider. 
Who do you yeah. love playing with? Who do you have an incredible connection with? Um, that's a good question. We have so many good players in different like positions on the field that I like to connect with. Sammy's definitely one of them, especially with her left foot, um, kind of like out to end ball, like behind the back line. Um, Sanchez is really crafty and sometimes when, when I'm on the same page as her, it's great. <laughs> and she's uh, really good at, you know, beating defenders um, and, you know, getting balls in behind the back line. Trina is also super fun to play with because um, she's just so fast and is good at beating the back line and getting balls whipped in behind. Um, Paige Mateo is also someone that was fun to play with this year as well. Um, she's pretty crafty on the ball. Um, I think she assisted one or two of my goals this year. Um, so yeah, I, we have like such good players all over the field. It's fun to connect with all of them. Give me then your dream goal. What does it look like? What kind of service? <laughs> what kind of strike? Where is it in the game? What moment is it? You've had to imagine this. I know it. I've never been asked this question before, but I love it. Um, honestly, I would love, I love balls in behind the back line that I can run onto with a first touch finish. Um, the goal that I scored actually this year against Gotham in the Challenge Cup, assisted by Lena um, Solano, was probably close to my dream goal. I opened up, she played a straight ball down the line, and I first touch finished it uh, on the right side of the goal. So yeah, anytime I'm facing the goal and I get to make a decision whether to like dribble or shoot like against the keeper, um, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a dream. <laughs> That's a dream. Yeah. I wouldn't know that feeling. I wasn't fast enough to get in behind the opposition. <laughs> one other question asked in terms of, this is a random one, but the old MLS shootout. Do you remember the old MLS shootout where you start halfway? Cause right. You're, you're an incredible penalty kick taker. Would you want to switch to the old MLS shootout style where you dribble, go 1v1 against the goalie, or do you like it from the spot? I mean, I'm pretty comfortable from the spot, so I feel like I would like to keep it that way. Um, But the old MLS shootout looks a lot more exciting. (laughs) Way more exciting. But you've got your ritual down. We don't want to disrupt that. Yeah, exactly. What are you doing in offseason? Um, I'm going to be here in D.C. probably until Thanksgiving, you know, training with my teammates and um, taking advantage of our amazing staff and the facility. And then I'll be bouncing around between Utah and Arizona just to visit family and train. Amazing. And if you were to script the rest of your career, can you give me three <laughs> goals that you achieve? Oh, that's a really good question. I definitely want to win another NWSL championship. Do you like the shield or the championship? Um, the championship. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I won the shield with the courage my first year. I don't think I fully understood what that meant just because it's my first year and everything was like so new. And I remember like we finished our game against Houston and everyone's like, we won the shield. And I was like, great. Like, okay, <laughs> what's next? What's but that? The, shield, yeah. the shield is quite the accomplishment. Um, so obviously I would, I would probably add that to my list as well. Um, but to be able to like, be the champions at the very end of the season because it's such a difficult league to play in um, and to just be able to, I don't know, conquer that with all the pressure and everything. Like, it's just such a great feeling and it's something that it's really, really hard to do in this league. And so I want to be able to take the spirit to another championship. Um, and then obviously as a gold scorer, I would love to, you know, get the golden boot again. 
Um, that's something that's always, you know, on my list of goals for the year. Are you checking? Are you checking <laughs> the charts at the end of each week, seeing where um, everyone stacks up? Come on. To be honest, no. I try. I try and not like focus too much energy outside of what I can't control. And yeah. so, um, I mean, yeah, of course I'll see it, but I don't go out seeking it um, just because I, I want to focus on the things that I can do and the goals that I can score. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say um, getting the golden boot is another one. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, obviously I'd love to make a World Cup or Olympic roster. Um, so those are probably the, the top <laughs> goals in my, if I could script the rest of my career. Yeah, those are pretty lofty goals, by the way. So I love <laughs> yeah. it. Shoot for the moon. If you miss, you'll be with the stars. Exactly. Ashley, I got to ask you, what is your priceless moment from the 2023 season? My priceless moment from the 2023 season was definitely uh, wearing the captain's armband for the first time um, in my professional career and for the Washington Spirit. Wow, I had no idea it was the first time. That is really incredible. Yeah. And Sometimes we said when, when one door closes, a window opens. Yeah, definitely. Well, congratulations on your award and more to come from you. Excited to see what happens. <laughs>